Hey guys, welcome back to another exciting, adventurous, super episode oh. of Movie Issues. I see uh, what you did there. <laughs> I am your host, Leland, here with my hedgerow life mate, Spooky. Super Spooky. Super Spooky. Yes. Ooh, SS? Uh, well, let's not. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't put two S's on my on my uniform, on my costume, as it's called in the movie. Better than two L's. That's weird. It's five. Weird. He's got five people in his universe that have fucking yeah. two L's. Referring to Superman. Uh, Lex Luthor, Lois Lane, Lucy Lane, Lana Lang, Linda Lee is Supergirl. Yeah. That's five people. Is that a thing that still holds up uh, Supergirl as uh, no. Linda Lee? No, she's just Kara of Krypton. Kara Kent? No, she's not even the Kara. No, right she she hates just... humans. And the... Well, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm talking about when it was good. Oh, yeah, yeah Linda yeah, Lee. Before. Linda Lee, yeah, yeah. And... So that, that Linda Lee held up through to New 52? No, no, no. New, okay. Linda Lee died when Supergirl died in Crisis. In the 80s. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then she was a different thing. Back and forth for yeah. a little bit. That's a little Supergirl yeah. comic history. Uh, as the internet is fully aware, and as you, our wonderful listeners, are probably aware, we kind of occasionally pre-record these episodes because we have lives. Surprise, uh, the podcasts aren't live when you listen to it. <laughs> what? Spoiler alert. <laughs> what? Yeah. Yeah. Not- when they listen, is not us talking directly to them. Oh, they a... may think it, and that's adorable that you do. <laughs> that's a that's that's a that's a damn shame, um, because you your work schedule is very crazy. Get so hectic. we try to when we can, and unfortunately this week we had to do it way ahead of time for today's actual podcast. Uh, but on an appropriate day. Yes, it is a very appropriate day, sort of. It's appropriate adjacent. <laughs> Laterally appropriate. <laughs> Today is April 18th. Now, that means probably nothing to most people. April 18th, 1938, the world was given Superman. Action Comics number one hit newsstands with the... Um, and it, it, Everything changed. It, he's the first superhero. He's the first popular superhero. And he sparked a revolution of characters, creators, and writers that we still are dealing with today. Like, hate him or love him, Superman is the first superhero that started all of comic books, really. Without without Superman... We'd like, have nothing. Yeah, probably comics would probably just die out. Yes. They never would have lasted. But, like, all we would have is, like, pulpy, you know, detective flicks Romance and family books, circus. Archie. Yeah. Archie. You know, maybe, maybe Superman um, is really the the genesis of what we know as comic books are today. Everything changes and superhero books is where you see new things happening that spread out to the rest of comic books. That's that's why I get a slightly irritated with um, people at the comic book shop when they kind of get down on Superman. Like, look, I get if you're not if he's not your boy. Like I'm I'm totally fine with that. Everybody has different tastes. I'm not a big Spider-Man guy, you know, but I slightly irritate when I have to listen to people just bash him. They're like, "Oh, he sucks. He's crap. He does too good. You just no good writers." All that may be true. My problem is is as in they start talking about like, "Oh, well, you know, Wolverine's better, Spider-Man's better, blah 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 blah." That's fine. Respect the history. Without Superman, though, you wouldn't have your Spider-Man. True. So, at the end of the day, you may not like the guy, 
but you got to give some love up to the man. He is Superman. True. Respect. Like, Truth I, to Superman and justice in the American way. He taught us right from wrong that it was okay to be different, to not be afraid to stand up and stand for what you believe in. He is Superman. that illegal aliens are acceptable as long as they're saving the day. Well, that is true. <laughs> Just saying he doesn't have his papers. Um, I was gonna go somewhere and then I totally spaced yeah, out. Well, it's because you got rude. I didn't get rude. <laughs> Called Superman illegal alien. Isn't he? <laughs> no, I think he's just an alien. <laughs> mm, who's here illegally? <laughs> Taking our jobs. <laughs> Those hard-hitting reporting yeah. jobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, granted, uh, I haven't enjoyed an incontinuity Superman story in a while, but the Elseworld stories... I, I love Red Sun is one of the best Superman stories I've ever read. Yeah, and if you don't know what Red Sun is, the retelling of Superman, the him crash landing to Earth, but instead of landing in America, he landed in Mother Russia. Basically, everything's kind of the same, except he's a communist. Yeah. <laughs> and there's Wonder Woman's a communist, and Batman is fighting communism, and he's got that furry hat with yeah, the ears still. Yeah, he's it's got a babushka amazing. hat. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, it's amazing. I love it. But. It is Superman, and and he's and still I, he's, he's seventy five years old. I thought it was closer to a hundred because yeah. I just always think he's closer to a hundred. But seventy five, he could you know he's been a senior he's, citizen for ten years. He's he's iconic, <laughs> uh, and Christopher Reeves to me is still the 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 best um, television movie personification of the character. Like I feel Christopher Reeve nailed the 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 hope and inspiration that Superman gives people. He made an entire generation believe a man can fly. That's true. That's what the, that's what the poster but, says. But it was a good tagline. It is good. That's and then good that's, that's why it sticks around. It's one of those, like, in space, no one can hear you scream. That's like, true. it's one of those that's ones true. you remember, and you're like, oh, that's a good one. I think 80s and 70s had the... The golden age of taglines. We're not doing too good these days, I feel. Because they've That's been true. used. That's true. Uh, yeah, Chris Reeve is great. He's not my Superman. I'm I'm a big fan of the animated series Superman from the yeah. Bruce Tim Paul Dini crew. Which is which is amazing. That's just only because they did more with him. Where you yeah. know you were you were kind of suffocated to Richard Pryor. Right. Stuff like that. Um I am a fan of the actor who played Superman in Superman Returns, it was just a shame that he was in that movie. Yeah, I felt like he could have done better. Well, if he had better direction, I'm pretty sure he could have developed his own character instead of just doing a poor imitation of Christopher Reeve. Yeah. Thanks, Brian Singer. Um, but, you, you know... Yeah, yeah totally. I've got nothing. I, you're, yeah, you suck. Um, the new Superman, we're, you know, we'll find out. Henry Cavill, 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 it's English. Yeah, he's an English chap. Yeah, it looks good. Like, uh, we uh, like we've seen the trailer at this point, so now now we're all in. Yeah, well, like up and we've we've talked uh, before about the previous trailers, how they were giving us nothing, and this is old news to you, but this is still new as we're recording. Like that trailer is fucking amazing. Still can't tear, tear up every time. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I I you know. Superman's my childhood hero. I love Batman. Batman's mm -hmm. my boy. But at the end of the day, as I get older, I think Superman's kind of taking that place in my heart because mm. it's Superman. It's true. He's, he's, you know, it's who I grew up on. 
I had, I wore the red cape as a kid and ran around, so, you know. Who didn't tie a bathrobe, uh, a bath towel around their neck and run around jumping off the bed? Last week? Yeah. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I've got a black one. i got a black towel I tie around my throat. I am the knight. <laughs> but we just wanted to point that out, that at the time of this recording, Superman had turned 75 years old. And because we're big nerds and big comic book guys and we love movies and all this stuff we had to stop and give respect to the man of steel and where he's come from and we knew we knew we were going to do uh superheroes for the month of may given iron man comes out uh star trek comes out who are not, personal heroes yes <laughs> not comic book heroes but you know what we're the, we're fans of both the you Look, take the venn kirk, diagram yeah. there's a lot in the middle kirk gets a lot of green strange he's a hero yeah he's a hero to me i tell you what <laughs> Um, so, uh, we, we knew we were going to do this movie, so we figured, well, you know, it's Superman's birthday, let's do it early, let's get it, you know, let's, let's get a move on it, so we watched Supergirl. Yep. So, that happened. <sighs> yeah. A lot of people, um, forget that this movie exists, first and foremost, and it's always on the worst super movies ever made list. It's not great. Um, I think there's been worse things since then, depending on your, your taste level. I, I, I find myself enjoying this movie for the absurdity and the acting that comes along with it. Because it, it's so, what the hell? It's and it, that for, makes me laugh. For it's, all the movie issues reasons. Yeah, it's so bad, it kind of turns around to horribly bad, then good. Like, like when something is so bad, uh, instead of just disappointing you, your mind is blown open by the absurdity of what has just happened before your eyes. Quick, quick plot synopsis, just because it is kind of a muddled thing. Um, we go, we find Argo City, which is not Kandor. This is not Krypton. It's called Argo City, which from all intents and purposes is a Kryptonian community that is Stuck in inner space. Not is Martin the term. Short Dennis Quaid inner space. Right, no, no, no. Different inner space. Um, they say they're in inner space, which means really means nothing. nothing. Yes. Um, so they're stuck in inner space. Master Thespian. <laughs> Peter O'Toole. Uh, who is playing a character named Zartar. Mm. Who, Zaltar? Zaltar. Oh, okay. My bad. Not Zaltan. Zaltar. Who is this weird, crazy traveler from what we kind of get the impression of. He's been around, yeah, I guess. Something yeah, something who wears really bad Cosby sweaters. Anyway, he steals this power orb. He borrows. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. He borrowed a power orb, which they refer to as this random thing called the Omega Hedron. Bullshit name. So, um, that's just two words. Yeah. That's just two fancy words you put next to each other and you insisted everybody call it. So, the Omega Hedron, through Course of Misadventures, gets sucked into inner space, wherever that is, and is uh, through the plastic sheet that saves yeah, them from teleported the through outside. weird things to, uh, to Earth. Therefore, Kara, Supergirl, follows it and they tell you in this scene in the beginning that they have about three to two days worth of air and power in their city without the Omega Hedron there. Yeah. So their, that gives you, there's, a, there's a time frame on at least this portions of the dimensional rift is that in, in Argo city, they have this, if they don't get that shit back in two days, everybody's everybody going to die. die. Right. So Kara kicks it over to earth, which through 
a dimensional rift? I assume I don't know. like it's in, not really kind of thought out how it happens. Inner inner space infers some kind of like subatomic level. Right. Which would mean that you're actually still on Earth. Which like, makes no sense. Argo exists on a subatomic level on Earth someplace. Yeah. Like in 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 like the dew of a morning spring is Argo City. Well, she does come out of a lake, so yeah. Kind of. <laughs> no, there's no kind of about it. No, she yeah. emerges from a lake in full Supergirl costume. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Supergirl has the magic ability to make clothes out of thin air. Now, <laughs> Superman has displayed some bullshit powers in oh, his movie that's, time. That's a list of things we're not going to get into. Cellophane S, oh. memory wiping kiss. Kara <laughs> uh, also has some bullshit powers. Depending on what they needed for the script, she has that yeah. power. Uh, she can manifest her own clothing whenever she wants. <laughs> and she can um, use her heat vision to bloom a daisy. Yeah. 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 She Just, made she made the flowers grow. Yeah. Yeah. So she has to find the Omega Hedron. She has this bracelet that kind of... Um, Kind of like, like a tracker, a like yeah, yeah, homing beacon. Uh, the the Omega Hedron falls in the hands of the evil witch Selena, who then causes wreaks havoc, wants to take over the world. Kind of more of a gypsy, I think. <laughs> we'll get there. Hold up, hold up. Okay. And you know, and she wreaks havoc, tries to take over the world. Blah 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 blah. Some Supergirl reason, has to fight her. For some reason, this Duracell battery gives her magic powers. Yeah, never explain why. And you know, Supergirl at the end of the day saves the day. Now that is the loose slip plot. Now, now we're going to break this shit down because some crazy shit goes on in this fucking flick. As you were pointing out, the Omega Hedron has no explainable magic or power whatsoever. In fact, it has infinite power in every direction. Essentially, it's the Tesseract. Kind of. It's the fucking like, Tesseract. It's, it's a portable, holdable <laughs> Tesseract. It, which... You can do anything you want. <laughs> which falls into the hands of... Mommy Dearest. Mommy Dearest herself, Faye Dunaway, who is, this is 1984, okay? Mm -hmm. This is only about a year and a half after Mommy Dearest has come out. So she is still in that Mommy Dearest range of acting, mm -hmm. where everything is very overdramatic, yeah. over the top, yelling, screaming, just hamming it up to the epitome of what camp is. Mm. And I, God bless her for it, because it makes it so funny. Playing to the to the back bleachers. <laughs> She's again, as we said in the Mommy Dearest podcast, which you can go back a year and listen to. She starts eating one side of that set and just devours it all. Humans, set pieces, camera included, I mean, just you, eats it all up. You might not recognize it. <clears throat> because she is um, bathed in fog lamp. Uh, so Backlights, yeah, eye lights. You, you can't exactly tell what she's doing. But, she's... That, but that blur with all of that red hair. Oh, yeah, the wig on her is so big. It's like That's Texas hair. the villain. Yeah. <laughs> and she's wearing a lot of weird, like, kimonos and yeah, empress weird. new clothes. I mean, she's, she's got... <laughs> Shoulder pads yeah. for days. She's got like the ancient spirits of evil on her side. So she she's wearing is Mumra in this. She is the she's ever wearing, living. Like, constantly like very big flowing <laughs> dresses. Uh, at least two or three different kimonos and with they have a on them. fan on her at all times. So everything's flowing and moving. she's like fucking storm. Yeah, she's like <laughs> everything constantly moving. 
it is kind of hilariously amazing because you're like what the hell is happening where is this wind coming from we're inside <laughs> like story-wise the problem with oh yeah there's a story <laughs> yeah, with faye dunaway's character who uh, I, don't, yeah. I, don't even, I don't even know her name we just called Sel- her faye this whole time celine selena oh that's right because i, was now, thinking of I that tried woman. to look up um, if she is a character from the comics or not, yeah. there's no information on the DC archives and I have a, you know, a couple books, but I want to say that there was once an issue in the seventies or eighties that had a witch named Selena. I think one person read or saw something yeah. once from a Supergirl comic. It was like her. Yeah. She's the villain. Now you did bring up an interesting comment during the movie was, do you feel that they made her a witch as the adversary because knowing that Superman and Kryptonians have kind of a weakness of magic. Yeah. Did someone know something about Superman and comic books to go that way on purpose? Or, or is it just because, for the most part, every female villain is a witch? Yeah, or a female superhero has to fight a female villain. Well, like, in movies, 90% of the time... If a woman's going to fight anyone, it's another woman. No, like no, you, yeah. You, you can't really have a man fight a woman, apparently. You can today, not yeah, in 84. It's, it's more can't. acceptable now yeah. because I, I feel people just kind of calm down about it. Well, no, I think today if a man goes off and hits a woman, the likelihood of she turning around and beating the shit out of him is pretty far. It, it's... Look, look, if J-Lo's enough taught us anything, <laughs> is that a woman will not be taken advantage of. Or... Uh... Jodie Foster's uh, Brave. Brave. <laughs> Isn't that the same movie? Really? No. <laughs> eh, I didn't watch either one of them. So either I don't way. actually know. <laughs> My problem with, with uh, Faye Dunaway's character is from the very beginning, she's obviously she obviously has no idea what she's doing. No, she's a novice at black magic. She's yeah. trying to be something she she doesn't want to go to Hogwarts and learn how to yeah. use her power. She just wants to skip school and be a, a sorceress. Yeah. She feels she should just be as good without yeah. training, without anything else. So when the 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 magic orb falls into her pudding <laughs> on at her pleasant no, no. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> Falls into a bowl of pudding. Very anti-dramatically. Uh, <laughs> While on a picnic with Fancy Pants Nigel. Mm, her, her witch king. Yeah, her... Um, He's essentially... Her master, her, essentially yeah, her, yeah, her, her warlock her leader. Yeah, her warlock teacher, I guess, is, is better. Um, she gets it. Somehow immediately knows that it's powerful and somehow magical. Yeah. There's no, there's no character development. It's just she sees it automatically. Yeah. She goes, I now have the power to control the world. Yeah. Starts a car with no keys, takes off. Like, like that's it. That is, that's all you need. She's evil. She now has power. What drives, what drove me insane is how she just innately finds this thing and then, oh, I'm going to take over the world. Yes. Like, don't ask me how. I don't have a plan. It's just going to happen. Yeah, because when she gets back to her hideout yeah which is an old carnival fun house like she's the joker yeah like now well furnished uh, fabulous bed yeah the couches the, she has the, a party there the, once yeah, the 80s neon is crazy in her place high contrast black and white oh, like yeah. zebra stripes and shit um 
she lives in a fun house and yeah, in like a rundown fun house with her um her her coven or her one coven her, lady her, her, her friend one friend who puts up with her uh Brenda Vaccaro uh who has been nominated she's a character actress from the 80s and 70s she's kind of famous not so much now she's you know retired but Bianca is her her confidant or as you said her gay best friend yeah who just kind of sits in the back, makes snarky comments. Essentially, she's speaking for us as the viewer. Because every time Faye Dunaway would do something stupid, we'd look at each other and go, oh, God, that's terrible. And then Bianca would be like, well, that's a crap load there, isn't it, honey? And you're just, she's speaking for us. We could actually (laughs) just... She's the everyday man of the movie. We could just go through her lines and it would be a movie issues podcast. (laughs) Like it's and it's it's weird to have kind of uh, uh, I don't want to say a meta character because it's not exactly meta, but, no. but to have like the character who's just uh, the right hand of the villain, but still so ballsy to just be like, "You're fucking up left and right here, honey." Yeah. Like, yeah, she lets her know together. she's like, "You keep making mistakes." Or was yeah. it? She says she goes, "I'm gonna make him love me," and she goes, "I don't see how you're a terrible person." Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which I feel she was saying that to Faye Dunaway, not the the, well, the character. It was her chance to say it to Faye Dunaway <laughs> while hiding it as lines uh, to the character, in quotes. It, but like, only your gay best friend will lay it to you so straight and on the nose and still be your friend. So that that's Faye Dunaway's portion of this. Is she's the evil witch that wants to take over the world. Now, now who does in, who does get more powerful? Right. Oh, you like, she, clearly by she's accident, really. Yeah, well, yeah, she fumbles her way through the the magic. But as you said, it was almost like um, Bebop and Rocksteady suddenly yeah. getting power like, and not knowing what to do with it. Like the one Turtles episode where Bebop and Rocksteady <laughs> find the cosmic cube <laughs> and decide, oh well, today's going to be our day. Yeah. Fuck Shredder and Krang. <laughs> We're doing it. We're going to be the champions. And they fumble themselves through, a, uh, what is this, an hour and a half maybe? This was like a two hour movie. Oh man. Yeah. The other thing that's kind of funny is that clearly Selena, in all her black magic and voodoo and witch world, has never heard of, you know, magic comes at a price. Like, Although that's typically, never... con- I mean, granted, it's not yeah. mentioned in this, oh, but, yeah. but it's always kind of a thing, is that you, you know, you're going to use so much magic, sure. shit's going to fall back on you eventually. But it only came back to her karmically as she lost. It's not like like every spell was costing her something. No, I understand. her just yeah. being a lousy witch. Yeah, she really was the worst witch. She really was. Now, who also was kind of not great is, is is honestly Supergirl. Supergirl did do some super heroic things. Absolutely. Um, now, she did save a couple people here and there, and she did some super things. Now, it could be argued she did a little bit more super things than Superman did. Because, granted, you know, at the time, technology and special effects, we only can do so much. Granted. Now, I will have to admit, though, the flying scenes of her were done really well. They're going. They're done uh, at least as well as the first Superman. Yeah, and that's if my not, point. Maybe it's, better on, on some you know, some angles. You you've got maybe a, um, someone who's seen the original and came up with more ideas based off of that. Yeah, I mean, there, she, it's clearly her hanging from wires yeah. and the fan and the rear projection and you know some blue screen, but nothing it too crazy. Good. I thought it looked fine. Yeah. Now Helen Slater, she plays the girl. This is her introducing Helen Slater. This is her first movie. She did you know couple things in the 80s that was kind of her big highlight but 
on a whole, I don't think she was a terrible Supergirl. Not. I think she's in a terrible Supergirl movie. Unfortunately, I think I think they wrote the part uh, and and, ta- and tailored it for her especially because her body movements get so awkward at times. Mm-hmm. I think they wrote scenes into the movie. Uh, that then make Kara and Linda Lee a little awkward just to make it all work as one full Someone character. who didn't grow up with the Kents teaching them how to use their powers. Yeah. She suddenly is given powers and kind of has to learn on the flies. Yeah. She makes a kind of mistakes here yeah. and there. Like it, it and wor- I think that works for the movie. No, yeah. and, and But I'm, I'm saying, like, I think they made it work because I don't think it was her acting that made her awkward. I just think she just didn't, didn't exactly know how to fully act yet. I mean, it's her but, first movie and she's starring in it. You're gonna see uh, the, the her flaws, but they turn the, her flaws into character traits. No, no, that... Uh, that, that I, I can't disagree. No. Um, I mean, it's my crazy crackpot theory, but... <laughs> I get one every podcast. No, no, you wanted to talk about the rape scene. <laughs> All right, well, let's not call it the rape scene. <laughs> Because there is no rape in this movie. <laughs> you know that scene where Supergirl gets raped. <laughs> so Supergirl is uh, fresh to the planet Earth, uh, cruising around um, and just walking down the mean streets of Chicago. When uh, <laughs> she's tr- got nowhere else to go, yeah, I guess. I mean, she's got. <laughs> no, it. She's technically, yeah. She does have a place no, yeah. to go. She should movie, be looking for the fucking Omega Hedron. The entire movie, she needs to be looking for the Cosmic Globe. But instead, she gets sidetracked with school and homework. Yes. Anyway. And misadventures. Yes. While everybody she knows and loves is dead. Yeah. But we came to the conclusion that clearly dimensional time could be different it's in her possible. world. yeah, yeah. That's not true. We're just going to make it it's sound better that the it's fact that she returns theory. to Argo City later... To corpses. I mean, we never see it, but... Yeah, they're all dead. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, Supergirl is just walking down the street, which is my first problem, and then <laughs> a semi comes up and stops, and Max Headroom and some other no-name actor come out, and automatically, they're rapey truckers. Yeah. There's no, are you lost? Can we help like, you? No, it's automatically, there- hey... You look pretty good, little lady. Hey there, sweet meat. Yeah, it, it's shit like that. Yeah. It's just like, really? Has there ever been a trucker that wasn't, like, creepy slimeball no. other than uh, than uh, Kurt Russell? No. Like, every, for some reason, it's it's a cliche that no one is, like, bothering to, I mean, not that there's a lot of trucker movies in there. I think, <laughs> I think Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell are the only two truckers I can think of. That are not rapey assholes. Kind of kind. <laughs> anyway, these two these two rapey fucks come out of the truck, see Supergirl in the Supergirl costume. But they know and who as, Superman yes, is. Everybody knows who Superman they is. They make you a point to let you know in the beginning of the movie that why Superman isn't in this movie is that there's it's because a radio... he doesn't want to be in this movie. <laughs> there's a radio broadcast... want to be. <laughs> there's a radio broadcast that says Superman is off-planet in an interdimensional war solving peace trillions of miles away. <laughs> they let it. you know Chris Reeves said no to a cameo. <laughs> So they now, have his picture. <laughs> which also means this movie could fit into the old uh, Superman Returns timeline. Oh, don't. Just don't, saying. Don't. Just don't, it, don't break it, my it head. Pop, it popped through my head. 
Anyway, these two fucks come up and immediately uh, have uh, rape eyes for uh, Supergirl. Yeah. And even even if they, you, you could possibly assume, oh, she's just in a costume. Once she uses like the super breath to blow a dude through a fence, the other one pulls a knife. <laughs> to me, it's it's like it's like in a horror movie where. Apparently there are no horror movies in that world. Yeah, like, yeah. You don't no know one knows a, the tropes. You don't know what a vampire is. Yeah. You don't know what a zombie <laughs> is. Like you don't know the basic fundamentals. It's, when a girl picks you up and blows you through a fence, yeah. run but the fuck away. When when she picks up a dude by his jaw and tosses him like a like a matchstick, and she uses her heat vision, and the dude is still like, "Oh, get me some." Was he? He said he, he, he said like he like, she heats up his his knife. I don't remember what he says, but it's in the equivalent of like, "Ooh, kitty's got claws." Yeah. Like what? No, she melted your knife, and you still come <laughs> at her. You know who Superman is? Obviously, she's proven herself to be Superman ish. Well, she says straight up, "I'm his cousin." Yeah, that, that's right. That's yeah. right. He's like, oh, we're good friends with Superman, Yeah, too. we can help you find him if you know what we mean, little lady. <laughs> Come here, sugar lips. Yeah, it's just, it's terrible. Like, the same scenario could have happened in any other movie where, like, idiots just don't get it. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm sitting here, watching the movie, yelling at these two fucks, like, how can you be this dumb? Like, the first guy, I get it. All right, you get picked up, you get thrown. The second guy should, you know what, have a realization. Like, you know what, maybe this isn't the life for me. This is not what my mother and father intended my life to turn out to be. I think a rapey trucker. Yeah, I think I'm going back to college and uh, finish up that uh, BA in um, graphic arts. Graphic arts. It's always graphic arts or like marine biology. Liberal arts. Oh, liberal English. Arts. <laughs> I'm going to use this literature degree. Was this the scene that you had, like, the most issue with? As far as, like, how every movie I've got some random issue with. Okay, got it. Uh, right. So that's yeah. this scene. Yeah, okay. that's that's this. This is Spooky's, like, falling apart moment in the movie. I think mine is this the... This is where Spooky checked out, guys. Yeah, this I think mine is... And this is the beginning of the movie, too. Yeah, um, this is, this 10, is I think I, th I think mine is when she goes to school. Because it makes... She. Why are you going to school? Why do you need an alter ego? Right. She gets an alter ego. She starts going to classes. She starts hanging out with Lois Lane's sister, Lucy Lane, who is her college roommate <laughs> or prep school roommate. We're not quite sure which it is. Does the universe have to be this small? Not even so much of that. Well, no, yes, because they had to try and connect it to the other movie. I think the big <laughs> S on her chest connects it to the other movie but, just fine. But what bugs me about it is, again, as I just stated a few moments ago... We know there's a ticking time clock. You going to school and having a life outside of it and hanging out at the local Popeyes eating chicken mm, is Popeyes. not what you should be doing. Your sole function is to hold up your tracker, fly the fuck around the world, and find this ball of power before it does something bad. Popeyes now, is really good, though. Right, Popeyes is good. But in... Her defense, though, Faye Dunaway did put it in lead, so she only knew it was there a, a couple, couple times. times. Yeah, because Faye Dunaway puts it in like this weird 
dragon, Satan it's, dragon. It's a little dragon coffer. Right. And it gets bigger and bigger, which leads to it's her like making... the size of a Great Dane. Right. She makes a statement at one point, I think it's getting bigger. Yeah, this no is... No shit, it's getting like, bigger. It's it was, grown a hundred times its original size. It was size. in the palm of your hand in the beginning of the movie. Now, you and Bianca can't pick it up. Yeah. It's gotten bigger. So to do the question of, the did it get bigger? Statement. Yeah. Um, then there's the weird love interest that gets thrown in there. This character named Ethan, who, uh, who's basically man candy, I guess, because he's just kind of like this. He's, what did you... Okay, yeah, well, hold up. Uh, okay, you okay. called him something hilarious during the movie. He he is just a yard guy, essentially. And Faye Dunaway wants it. So she tries to cast a spell on it. A love spell. A love spell, which backfires because it, the spell was... The first woman he lays eyes on, he he'll fall madly in yeah. love with. Well, guess what? Not Faye Dunaway. So <laughs> he... <laughs> I feel that's her theme for life. So he sees Linda Lee, not Supergirl, yeah. falls in love with Linda Lee, and is like a sad puppy dog. But the moment he sees her, motherfucker becomes Shakespeare and starts sprouting motherfucking poetry. Now, I said, do you think, one, the spell made him Shakespeare because all women want men to sprout Shakespeare? I or... Guess. Or, he's a big poetry fan at home, and this is his dark, dark secret. Which, then you drop the bomb, oh, he's just not a landscaper. He's a landscape artist. <laughs> right. It's which, not you know, grass to him. The it's listeners may not shaving think, a canvas. Yeah, the, the listeners may not think that is as funny as I did, but let me just tell you, I had to stop. <laughs> that was so funny. They, oh, no, I'm not a landscaper. I'm a landscape artist. Each, he's each, a landscape protector. Each hedge and, and bushel... Is is uh, a, 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 a painter's stroke on on, on the it's, canvas? It's a bright canvas just life. needing to it's, be cut. It's, <laughs> it's living art to him, Leland. <laughs> now, by the end of the movie, we realize that's bullshit. He's just a hillbilly. Yeah, yeah, he's just a hick. But he he uh, like with very few lines before his love potion, like he is sprouting Shakespeare uh, adequately. Kind of. Well, I mean, Shakespeare esque. But I mean, it's so out of character for the movie, really. Like, it's weird. He, 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 she's just like, "Hi," and he's like, "Does yonder <laughs> moon break upon these giant s, s on thine chest?" <laughs> <laughs> Look, the moon hangs low in the sky like a testicle. Like, it just gets weird, and you're not quite sure what's going on. Because you, you like, what? Which thing comes to the. I'm going to say confrontation scene between Selena and Supergirl in the carnival where Selena basically kind of starts busting up some Loki powers. Like yeah. where she like makes multiples of herself and she does some creative. Now here's the funny thing. She makes a multiple, like she just starts kind of sidestepping yeah, and yeah. there's suddenly she's millions of sauntering. <laughs> Is, she, sauntering is the only word you could use to aptly describe what she's doing. She's taking kind of arms out. Imagine this in your head, podcast people. Arms out, like a kind of, kind of flowing a little bit, and just sidestep. Right, sidestep. And, and with every sidestep, side there's a multiple of yeah, her, it leaves like a, an like image, a trace behind. And then she's starting to surround Supergirl with many infinite ways for Supergirl to escape. Yeah. Supergirl's like, she's like, oh, I don't know what, oh, well, I'll just go up and over. <laughs> just like, I'm going to grab all these rebars and just <laughs> toss them over and put her in a cage. Right. You could at any point, wait a minute, there's never a punch thrown in this whole movie. Not between those two ladies, no. 
Supergirl Ever. punches the dragon. Does she? Yeah. Yeah, there's a dragon, y'all. There's two dragons, technically. <laughs> there's an invisible dragon, and then there's the weird puppet at puppet the end dragon, that yeah. attacks her. And it's a real puppet attacking a yeah. human. Like, it's a giant puppet. Like, life-size. Like, a life-size <laughs> dragon. dragon. It's kind of reminiscent of the Universal Studios stage show stunt action thing where Conan fights dragon. Yeah. Like, oh, look at that. Also, probably the same set. Could, could be. Could be the same dragon. Uh, there also was the uh, the connection from the other movies is Jimmy Olsen is in this. Yeah. And it's the actor that plays and Jimmy Olsen in all four Superman films. And it, it kind of bothers me. Like, the world is so small. Yeah. You gotta have in, you know, one of the lanes. You gotta have Jimmy come in and be the love interest of Lois's little sister? Yeah. Like, don't these people get out? <laughs> no. The like, world is really tiny. It is. <laughs> I mean, other than the collateral damage people. <laughs> now, here's where it kind of... I, I, I can't really... It may get better or not. The, Depending on uh, how you like your movies. So, so Selena is now taking full control of the magic. She yeah, is she's, dark, evil sorceress from the depths of hell. She's figured it out. Yeah, she's now Maleficent. So she creates a giant mountain with a castle on top of it, like you do. Yeah. And Supergirl goes up there. Now, this is another connection to the original Supermans, is Selina traps Supergirl in the Phantom Zone. And they do the same effect, glass record, whoop, 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 and no she idea. goes flying off. And she doesn't yell about Joe Rowell and shit, but, you know, she flies no off. No idea how she learned about the Phantom Zone. No, no, it's a Kryptonian she, thing. Like, I... The, the 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 magical orb must be feeding her information. Sure, why not? That would teach her about some of these things because she's also she has a couple you know air quotes magic books. Yeah, and she's running through them too because she's like, but, hmm, fireballs, fireballs. How do you make fireballs? Here it is. But you know what? Yeah, yeah. I don't feel she's actually read them. No, like she'll do what I do. Like when I when I play D and I'll flip through, and when I see big bold letters of something that I need, then I'll read. <laughs> I'm not gonna read that whole book. That's a lot of fucking pages. <laughs> I don't need all that bullshit. Yeah, she doesn't have the Scooby crew to read up on her. No, there's no Velma. Bianca's not there, you know, with big horn rim glasses, you know, dropping jinky bombs on her or anything. In in the the franchise thus far, we've never gone to the Phantom Zone. So this is the first time we're seeing it. Unlike in Superman 1 and 2, where Zod and Ursa were kind of just trapped in the glass record with Frankenstein. They burst open, bam, you know, whatever. But... So the Phantom Zone, she loses her powers, and that's appropriate to the Phantom Zone mythos. Is mm-hmm. she's now, you know, I don't know if they had like a red sun or she just doesn't have her powers. Whatever, regular people. Where she finds Peter O'Toole is still living there <laughs> and still drunk. <laughs> Peter O'Toole is drunk in every scene. Like, and I'm not saying that as in like, oh look, funny, he's drunk. No, no, I think he's legitimately drunk on set. Like, by by the second time around, like, the first time, he is just running over all of his life. Oh, he, yeah. he was like, you've got me for two hours. Roll the camera. When, when Let's we, go, people. When we see him in the beginning in Argo, like, he's just tearing through his lines, like, as fast as he can. Yeah, the exposition is really quick. Like, yeah. if you're not paying attention, you're missing a lot of things. When we see him again, which had to be either later that day... Or the next day. Um, I don't know. <laughs> he is physically weaving back and forth, standing in place. He's, now, granted, the character wavering. is supposed to be drunk, too. But I feel he's methoding it out. Like, 
that thing he keeps asking squirt. He's, he's like, you want to squirt? And he's squirt? like, what are you asking her? And like, and he keeps squirting this thing in his mouth, which is just shots. And he is just drunk, trying. He's and he's still giving exposition. Yeah, but he's just well, like he does. He's just big exposition yeah, machine. But he's just just like Karen, no, no. You have it in you all along. Dude, you look at your chest. You have an S on it. You are Supergirl. <laughs> Fly. This stands for hope where we come from. Yeah, it's not like, an S. <laughs> he was just like, he was just like, let me, let me touch you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's her, like, surrogate uncle or something. And shit. then, like, he lets her know that there is a way out of the Phantom Zone. Yeah. yeah you know what? No, there's not. Well. There's not. Not. Not in comic history, no. Uh, but but no. I think because of the Omega Hedron, Selena yes. fucking shit oh, up. Kind of opens a door. There is, they know of the door to get out. Yeah. Um, now we'll the just, big vagina in the sky because it really has nothing else going on. Uh, just, just quickly, uh, Zoltar, like after the um, Hydron Collider, like <laughs> once they lose it. Hydrant Collider. He does offer to be sent to the Phantom Zone as punishment because he that he did quote unquote borrow it. Yeah, and he knows he, he did lost bad. it. Yeah. yeah. So that's why he's there in the first place. He mm-hmm. didn't just happen to show up. They set that up in the beginning. Yeah. You know. Yeah, him and Mia Farrow had their moment. Yeah. And her one scene. <laughs> one scene. <laughs> Two Oscar just... nominated actors for one scene. <laughs> Still like Top credited though, isn't she? Yeah, like Mia Farrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes, she is on the cover. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. Yeah, um, it's just really, really funny that they get down to it and they climbing up the side of this mountain yeah, just, to get out, and there's a and, and they can get out. Yes, yeah, and and it's like the, the red vortex of doom, and then that's when Faye Dunaway decides to start throwing fireballs, yeah. and you're it's, not, you're it's not quite it's sure. It's them how. versus a special effect. That's all it is. But and at the point, it, like they both can get out. Well, she's stronger than him. Like well, they they say in the beginning, like uh, yeah, he's Kara, not Kryptonian. Kara, yeah. well, um, they don't say that, but they say that he uh, Kara can get out through the magical bubble machine that she escapes Argo in the first place with. But they distinctly say that he cannot. For whatever reason. For, for whatever. Yeah. He's not strong enough. Maybe he's not Kryptonian. I don't know. It doesn't matter. To, to think that he's not just opens more doors for confusion. He, like, sacrifices himself for the greater good. He, I, you know, he doesn't even sacrifice himself. He, he just kind of gives up. Yeah, he just kind of gives up. He's just like, I'm got, drunk and old, and I'm going to lay here and let this vortex of doom take me. This is how I always wanted to go out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when Supergirl decides to, dun, dun, yeah. dun, you know, flies through the vagina of doom. She, she, and gets, then, a little, she gets a little sun through the opening. And yeah, yeah, and then she bursts through Faye Dunaway's magic mirror. Yeah. This mirror that she uses as a television, which Bianca doesn't understand why it's not a television. Like, it's a long-running joke. She's always like, she goes, there's no sound. There's also no cable. Oh, the cable's out. (laughs) You made it turn into Roger. (laughs) Well, that's that's because I was kind of thinking of um, Arthur for a second. I think I turned her into... uh, Dudley Moore? Dudley Moore. I think I turned her... You know what? Dudley Moore. <laughs> Dudley Moore would have made an amazing Bianca. Yeah, yeah. You're with me. You're silently accepting my offer. Coincidentally, Dudley Moore was offered the Peter O'Toole role and said no. <laughs> I'm not making this up because you said it. He was offered, he said no. Later, 
to do the Santa Claus the movie, who also is the same director of this. I like that movie. Have you seen it since you were a small child? No. Yep. I'm gonna no, keep, no no yep. no. I'm, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it exactly where it is in my mind. That's that's exactly where it should be kept. I may have been a single digit spooky last time I saw it. Yep. This also this director did Santa Claus the movie. Also did Jaws two. Oh. Now it's hard to describe Jaws two because really, Jaws four is the worst one. <laughs> Followed by Jaws 3, I would imagine. So Jaws 2 is the second best worst one. Like, but at least Jaws 2, the shark isn't out for personal revenge. Yeah, which one's the revenge? That's part four. Personal revenge. Revenge for what? Yeah, it's a new shark. Yeah. It's not like it's its brother. No. Nah. <laughs> It's, it's like not a, like Die Hard 3 when Jeremy Irons is the brother of Alan Rickman yeah. and you kind of like, oh, we get it. It's oh, the Gruber family. This time it is personal. Yeah, no. The shark has no stakes whatsoever other than it doesn't like people who live on Amity. <laughs> which, the one, which one's on SeaWorld? That's part three with Dennis Quaid. Uh, yeah. And yeah. which one needs Samuel O. Jackson? That's Deep Blue Sea. Another podcast we did uh, <laughs> that's well worth checking out, guys. Well worth checking out for the shameless plug. For I ourselves. thought you were confusing Samuel Jackson with Louis Gossett Jr. because yeah. he's in part three. Yeah, no, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was purposely aiming for a selfish plug. Oh, got it. All yeah. right. Supergirl escapes the mirror of destiny and then gets out and has the most ridiculous final confrontation, I feel. Because, again, we're back to fog filters. A lot of lights. Like a Skeletor-esque. Oh, she, oh Mumra. Uh, no, she's final. Mumra. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> like I know. You mean Skeletor from the, he, Masters, the Masters of the Universe. Universe movie, where he suddenly became really badass-looking disco Skeletor yeah. to fabulous gold lame Skeletor. Yes. Yeah, it's that crazy. Yes. And Another that's when the... that we did, guys. <laughs> Knock it off. <laughs> but Check then, it out. <laughs> then there's that weird... It's kind of set up in the beginning of the movie that Nigel implies that because she's toying with powers that she can't control, that she now has, in essence, a monkey on her back, which is really a demon. Because remember the the, the cigarette mirror? And she's like, don't face it. And there's that weird demon behind her shoulder. So I get the impression, without them explaining it, that Selene is using powers that she shouldn't be using and she's pissing off the demon world. That's how I view the film because when Nigel at the end tells her to turn around and face it and Supergirl like spins around her at like the flash and yeah. forces her to look at the demon, demon gets all pissed and grabs her. Yeah. And essentially eats her, I guess. It's something. And then there's the vortex of doom again, grabs her and Bianca and sucks him in the mirror of destiny and I assume they're stuck in the phantom zone. At least she's still got her gal pal. Is that a movie that we want to... It's a short. It's a short. 15 minutes. 15 minutes of those two ladies of the Phantom Zone yelling at each other. Just a really long conversation (laughs) around a campfire. I'd be be so into that. With Peter O'Toole. They're all... Squirt. (laughs) Peter O'Toole shows up 10 minutes into a 15 minute short. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the last leg. I'm here too, bitches. (laughs) So who wants another squirt? (laughs) You're just like... And, and here's where it gets weird for me, starting now, I guess. When um, Kara saves the day, everybody's happy, but she has to take the Omega Hedron back to Argo City and save her family because she suddenly remembered she Which had Which we don't see. Right. We had this journey that we were yeah. on. But she tells everyone, 
you can't say you saw me, you never, you don't yeah, remember me, I was and never I was here. never here. Like the fucking Men in Black. Why? Yeah. It makes uh, no sense. What, what, you don't think Superman would like to know that he yeah. has kin? Yeah. <laughs> He's been carrying a weight on his shoulders for a long time, guys. <laughs> to know there's a whole city of Kryptonians out there. In a lake in the middle in, of Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where it is. <laughs> that he could go and visit. Yeah. Like, what, what? No one's going to say anything? You learn about his culture? Yeah. Nothing. It's just. I mean. <laughs> it's so. The Godfather's a broken record. Let's, <laughs> let's all admit that. At this point, he's got no new information. Oh, the Godfather. You... <laughs> yeah, Dr. Moreau. I suddenly was thinking the Godfather. I'm like, why are you bringing up the Godfather with Supergirl? Oh, that's right. Because Marlon Brando. Brando. Yeah. You mean the Gladiator? <laughs> wow. That's, that's way deep. No, no. The Gladiator is the new Jor-El. Oh, oh. You went that direction. Where were you, where wasn't were you thinking? Wasn't um, Brando in a uh, Gladiator movie? Not that I know of. Oh. Well, unless you count Apocalypse Now, which they were all just modern gladiators fighting for their own souls. For some reason, there's two emotions rushed <laughs> towards my head right now. One, Shock wow. and genius. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind of like, wow, I'm sure if you had dropped that in film school, some dick suckage may have happened from the teacher. And two, the amount Is of it Hulk rage I just want to hit you with. <laughs> Like, just this, I want my mac and cheese. <laughs> Are you mad that I, I just came up with it off the top of my head? Yeah, you know, column A, column B. <laughs> but, yeah, Marlon Brando's been essentially just regurgitating the same yeah. bullshit. Kalel, you are the last son of Krypton. It's Krypton, everybody knows it, fucker. But, yeah, I just don't understand why she left. Save your people, come back to Earth. Because well, clearly, no, I, you have to go back to Ethan and get some of the hot, hot man love. That's true. Because <laughs> he's... Under that spell, like he's like, I love you, thouest marry me. <laughs> After a date at Popeyes, right? It's uh, my kind of girl. Popeyes is fucking awesome. Um, I get why she goes back, and I get if she doesn't come back right, from yeah, Argo. I'm not, like, that is her. It's home. just funny. It's where she grew up. But yeah, to say like. You never saw me. <laughs> like she's the gypsy Mandrula in The Simpsons. Yeah. She's like, poof, smoke. And then she's still there and Lisa's like, you're still here. You were supposed to leave. It's like... <laughs> like that's... It's, it's, it's absurd. It is absurd. Like, But really, what, what the do you whole say? movie's absurd. So at this point, to start bitching about the, the, the like, little things... Like, what, what do you tell Mulder and Scully when they show up because a mountain appeared and disappeared in a day? Mm. Yeah. Like, what do you what do you say about the the the, the constructicon that rolled down <laughs> Main Street of this tiny set town? Yeah, and when Faye Dunaway controlled the man, constructicon, yeah, <laughs> scooped up the uh, a fucker. Now you did have one positive thing through the movie is you felt the Phantom Zone was done okay. Like you felt that scene kind of gave the movie some weight. I felt. Well, I I, I think I'm saying a beautiful thing for how you're gonna. Just destroy it here. In a I second. would. Uh, I'll say yes. Uh, I'm. I'm glad that the Phantom Zone is in this, but that's only by contrast that I feel Supergirl was never in any real danger. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, she kind of was just kind of fumbling through. Like things. there's there's nothing in this movie Supergirl couldn't punch her way through, mm -hmm. and nothing that was really gonna hurt her because the magic is always manifested in like physical things. Yeah, which don't necessarily hurt. Kryptonians, you know, and yeah, I'm dropping some some nerd knowledge and whatnot. I'm going a little deep for the average, you know, Superman fan, maybe. But 
the the fact that they add the phantom zone uh like that's the only time where she's really faced with a genuine struggle a point where she might not be able to get out now, mm-hmm. granted her name's still uh on the box of the movie so you know she's going to save the day but <laughs> but it's, it's the only time oh. the, the 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 character is any real danger yeah I mean, no, I've got nothing. Yeah. It's, it's good by comparison, although it is really good by itself, too. That's fair. Like, it's it's something, you know, comic book fans would see and like, oh, shit, we went to the Phantom Zone. Is, is that how you think all comic book nerds sound? No, that's just the stereotype. Oh, because I, I like Conan O'Brien's. Mm. <laughs> he pokes up his glasses. That's, that's Conan. I can't do Conan. Yeah, that's true. So that is Supergirl. You have never seen this. Uh, I mean, I've I've seen clips, but no, I've never sat down and watched this movie ever. I saw this in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Me and my dad went, because, you know, Superman. True. Supergirl. True. Oh. My, my, my parents weren't nerds, so I, I, I didn't get to oh, see... Oh, yeah, my nerdy is hereditary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never mentioned... got to see, like, 89 Batman, Batman Returns. Yeah, I never no, got to all... see these things in theaters. I, my parents saw 78 Star Wars multiple times in the theater. I was in womb for most of those. <laughs> like, I was told at one point I was almost named Luke because they were... I think my Han mom... clearly better, but, you know, whatever. Well, you know. I can see you being Han. That would be a weird thing, because everybody knows what it's off of. Yes, Luke is just a name. Yeah. But Han is so Leland specific. Hond, um, it, Leland Han. Han Leland? Yeah, Han Leland. Luke Leland? Then I could have had a double L. Oh, and then you would have been friends with Superman. Oh, I could have been Superman's buddy. Right? Then I would have gotten into a bunch of trouble and had that watch. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep cut. Deep cut. <laughs> have you seen Supergirl? <laughs> Please let us know if you have, because it's a thing and it's out there, and and it, it happened. We all have to face it. <laughs> um, so you can reach us at movieissues at gmail You can always hit us up at our website movieissues Twitter and the Facebook. Let us know what you're thinking. We have things going on. Things are afoot all summer long with comic bookness and nerdiness and awesome movies coming out. So join in the celebration of all that good shit. I am your host, Leland, here with my super buddy, Spooky. Do-do-do-do. Was that the Superman theme? No. Oh, okay. That's just one of those, like, do-do-do-do. I was going to say, don't do the Superman theme. We don't have that money. I know. Well, I can go for 30 seconds. <laughs> that means we get the... John Williams will sue. I'm not going to lie. No matter how old I get, where I am in life, I hear the Superman theme... I, I get a just, little. I get a little. My arm hairs all stand up. I get a little like, oh yeah, shit's about to get real. Just those handful of notes. Oh, right yeah, yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Not the whole theme. Just no. the begin, like that first thirty seconds. It's kind of like the Harry Potter theme for me. I hear those first thirty seconds. I'm like, oh my god, I know what's coming. It really, John Williams. Jurassic yeah. So Park, what we're saying is Star the Wars. first thirty seconds of all his of themes are Williams amazing. Song. Yeah. The rest of the songs, well, no, eh, they happen. <laughs> they're all, they're all good, but. <laughs> No one will ever be John Williams. We'll be here again next week with another nerdy or comic book or Star Trek related film because it is May, the beginning of the summer movies, and we are excited. Do you want to get in them super panties? That's what you want to go out on. We could. <laughs>